0: Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Burgaw, North Carolina, 28425 every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org.
1: crucified with Christ we have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live but it's Christ who lives in us and for all of that God we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise and God as I open my mouth today to teach your people I thank you that you have already filled it on today in Jesus name amen 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 we're going back where we were before if you can turn with me again To Ephesians, the 6th chapter, beginning at the 10th verse and ending at verse 11. I'm going to move on to verse 12 today. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, the 10th, 11th, and the 12th verse. And when we all get there, let us say amen. And I know y'all know amen means so. So if you're not there, don't say amen. (laughs) Okay, the word of God now reads. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against um, the the rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. You may be seated. I'm talking again on today on the armor of God. I don't know if you know, some of you may already know we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle. And as long as you here on this earth, you're going to be in this spiritual battle, but you got to know how to fight, amen, in this battle. And this is what um, God has given us. And I guarantee you, if you take this and you meditate on this, you will be able to live by this. You cannot do this on your own. And this is why he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You got to know it's not you that's going to do this, it is God. And I believe some of us are fighting right now trying to do things outside of God. God has given us spiritual weapons. He has given us these weapons and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. You have to know what you have in this evil times. If you don't know what you have then we will fall prey to the enemy because the Bible said he's going about around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And the Bible tells us not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Amen. So the first thing that we have to do is rely on God. We have to depend on him. Even the apostle Paul said in Philippians 413, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. He knew that his strength came through God and not through himself. And then we look at the Apostle Paul again. I believe we went over. It. it was 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and how Paul was going through a battle. And he was going through this battle because he had abundance of revelation. And by him having these abundance of revelation, Paul could boast on that because he was boasting on God. He was boasting on what God was doing. But by him having this, the Bible said that Satan came in and buffeted him. Satan came into to harass. He came in to hinder him. He came in on Paul. So what Paul did, and I believe that's what all us would do, what Paul did, he turned to God. And when he turned to God, God told him, he said, "My strength is perfect in your weakness you know he said his grace is sufficient for him so he was letting him know you have everything that you need in me use what you have you have gotten everything you need and this is what God is telling us today you have to know what God has given you you cannot go into a battle without knowing what you have. I believe the military, a little that I have heard, they have to go through basic training. Is that correct, Athea? They have to go through that basic training. They have to do some things that they don't want to do, but they're training them. They're getting ready, um, teaching them how to go into battle. Even though the battle has not come yet, y'all, I know God is speaking. Even though the battle has not hit yet, they're preparing them. They're making them ready for battle. They have them sleeping all in the woods, have them all down in holes, throwing snakes, doing everything to get them mentally. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So they do things mentally to break them. Because when people come from home, they're used to their way of doing, their way of being. They're used to, used to their mother, their father, how they holler. But in that military, they break you. They, take, they make you even more angrier than you were before you went in. Because some of us want to rebel. And when you rebel, they do something to stop you from rebelling against them. Amen. So we have to be ready just like the military. They get ready before the battle. They make sure that they have everybody in sync before the battle comes. Ask your neighbor, are you battle ready? Say, are you truly battle ready? Now some of us say that we're battle ready but when the battle come we whining, we're complaining. Oh God why I have to go through this? We're crying we're snotting all over the place instead of rising up in what God has given you. So he said that you have to rely, you have to depend on him. We have to go to him and know that our strength, our might, our power comes from him. And that's the first thing that Paul told them. He said finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might why am I going back over this again because I believe through the week when I taught it last Sunday I believe some of us have already faced some battles I believe some things have already occurred in our house out our house but you got to know how to go into that battle being fully equipped so Paul was letting them know this is how you go into that battle depend on God You can't depend on yourself. He said, I'm the vine. You're the branch. So that branch is getting nourishment from that vine. So you don't want to disconnect yourself from that vine. God was showing me as I was going back over this again. He took me back to Psalms 91 where it says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide up under the shadow of the almighty. So you got to dwell in that secret place. You got to abide. You got to remain up under the shadow of the almighty. Then the Bible says, then I shall say of the Lord that he is my refuge. He is my fortress in God. I trust in God. I have confidence in God. I have reliance. Why? Because I'm dwelling in That secret place, you got to know that your strength, your power, your might, your protection come from God. It's not coming from nobody else. This is a spiritual battle. This is not a natural battle. So you don't fight with natural means. And that's what some of us are trying to fight with, natural means. We're trying to do stuff to try to make it work. Everything in our lives is a battle. It's it's a financial battle. It's a spiritual battle. Come on, it's an emotional battle. It's a mental battle. It's a physical battle. We're going through some battles, and you got to know how to wage war in this battle. So Paul is teaching us, and this is why we have to go into the word of God to know what the word of God is saying unto us. The word of God is your weapon. And some of us, I'm going to say it again, some of us do not go into the word of God until we feel like it. It's not about a feeling, y'all. This is supposed to be an everyday thing. God was um I was talking to someone on the phone and all of a sudden as we were talking I heard the Lord was saying and doing the conversation I say God is saying I'm tired of leftovers. Leftovers mean that we give them leftover in our time. We give them leftover in our money. We give them leftovers in every area of our lives. God said, I want to be first. I want to be foremost in your life. And this is how the enemy come in. When you don't put God first, when you put everything first in your life, you giving him your leftovers. God said, I don't want no more leftovers. He said, I want you to seek ye first the kingdom of God. My righteousness, my way of doing things, He said, then all of these things will be added unto you. When you put God first and you don't leave him out, you can trust, you can depend, you can have confidence on God, because you have put him first place in your life. He wants first, He don't want leftovers. This is why Mary, when she stayed at his feet while Martha was in there running all over the place, Mary was right there before him because she said, I want to put you first and foremost in my life. Come on, do we have some Marys in here this morning? I mean truly some Marys that when your feet hit the floor you're saying, God, here I am to worship. God, here I am. God, what would you have for me to do today? Do we have some Marys or do we have some Marthas that's all over the place trying to find out what I need to do, how I need to do. Oh, I'm running late and not even giving God a thank you. I don't know about you, but I want to stay at his feet because we don't know what's coming. But when you're at his feet, you prepare it yourself. You saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen in this day, but God, you all know, and you know all things, you all powerful, God, you everywhere. So I'm going to be right here this morning, God. I'm going to give you first. Of my time. I'm gonna get up if it ain't number five minutes ahead of everybody. God, I'm gonna be before you because I don't know what I'm going out the door to face. I don't know if it's an accident that's in front of me, but if I take the time and say, Lord, here I am. Come on, God is staying right here this morning for a reason. He said, I don't want your leftovers. We give Him leftovers. God even told us, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. How can God prepare a table if you're not before him? He don't want leftovers. Some of y'all don't even eat leftovers. But you give God leftovers. I ain't eating that. But you give God your leftovers. Come on, when you get through the day. Oh, Lord, I'm just so tired. Lord, I'll catch you in the morning leftovers. Come on. We're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle and we got to get prepared for this battle. It's more than just reading the word of God. It's sitting and allowing the word to speak to you. See, I'm, I'm the type of person, the relationship that me and Abba have, I don't want to give you no leftovers. I don't want to give you nothing I don't know about. I don't want to pull a scripture and just read it and don't have no revelation on it to say I taught you. Come on, that that's leftovers. I want to give you God's heart. I want to give you what God is saying unto you. I just don't want to just stand up here and say, oh, preach. I don't need all that. The only thing I want to do is be obedient to God and say, God, your servant, hear you speak, Lord. Come on, I want to lay the table out the way God want the table to be laid out, that even a child can grab hold to what God is saying and begin to repeat it to others and say, God spoke to me. No more leftovers. Come on, on our jobs, we spend hours at a time trying to learn the benefits. We spend hours at a time trying to prove ourselves, to let people know, I got this. You can do nothing by yourself. You got to realize that you have God to help you. Everything we do, the Bible say, we do it unto the Lord. What I do, I do it unto the Lord. I don't do it unto you. I do it unto the Lord. And I know if I'm pleasing God, he'll even make my enemies at peace with me. So we got to understand. We got to be prepared for this battle. We take time to make plans. We take time to figure out the plans, to figure out the money. But where is God in this? Did you take the time to say, God, is it time for me to do this? Is it time for me to do that? God, what would you have me to do? And wait on him because you don't know you can be in something that you don't have to be in. God, prepare my heart today. Show me what you want me to do, how you want me to do it. Come on, when you love the Lord, you really love him because you know he first loved you. You're getting to know his love. So Paul said that our strength in this battle comes from God. It does not come from you. So it's time for you to let go and let God. The struggle is over. You just have to let God come in and do what he need to do. And God reminded me, y'all know Jehoshaphat. He brought this back up because each time that I teach this, I go back through it. And I go back through it because I say, God, is there more you want to say on this? I'm not in a hurry, y'all. I don't know about y'all. I have to wait on the Lord and see what he want to bring even the more through that one verse. So he reminded me of Jehoshaphat. Y'all remember Jehoshaphat? He was a king. And that king found out that there was battles getting ready to come out against him. I believe it was three kings getting ready to come in to attack him. Jehoshaphat had fear. Who wouldn't have fear, right? Who wouldn't have fear when you're hearing all these attacks are coming at you? But one thing that Jehoshaphat did, he began to deny himself. He began to seek the Lord with all his heart. He began to fast. And as he began to do it, the people began to follow pursuit. And as he began to remind himself, remind God of the things that God had done, he went into prayer. He went into communication. But this is what Jehoshaphat said at the end of that prayer. And I love what he said. And I wonder if y'all remember this one. When Jehoshaphat told God, he said Second Chronicles 20 verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. See, the first thing you got to do is be honest. You got to say, God, we don't have no power. We don't have it, God, but in you. We have the strength. We have the might, God. Our eyes are on you. We're not dependent on ourselves. Come on, God, say you got to get rid of you. You got to get rid of you. You got to deny yourself to the point. You're not taking interest in you no more. You look into the hills for which cometh your help because you know that your help cometh from God. When you truly know your help come from God, you're not worrying. You're not being weary in your well-doing because, you know, in due season, you're going to reap if you think not. Come on, when your help come from God, you're not looking to nobody else. You're looking to him who is the author and finisher of your faith. Come on, when you know your help come from God, you're not looking for anything else but God. That's when you're in a relationship. That's when you're in true fellowship. Because when you're fellowshipping with God, there's a sharing and there's a participation. And you're saying, God, this ain't about me. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, God, here I am. I'm your vessel. Use me, God, the way you want to use me, not the way I want to be used. I don't want to be seen. I want them to see your glory, reveal yourself, arise and shine for the glory of the Lord. Come on, y'all. God wants to reveal himself, but he said, I can't reveal myself because you won't let go. You want people to notice you, but it's not about you. So many people want people to know how well they speak, how well they pronounce their words. Get over you. Because when you open your mouth, the anointing going to be on them top verbs that you don't know how to speak. Come on, somebody. Too many people watch what people say and miss what God wants to do. I know I'm speaking right in this place. Get over yourself. You should have said it like this. Talk to God. Because when you speak, and he said, when you open your mouth, he said, I'll feel it. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say when you get in front of people, because whatever is in you, it's going to come out of you. Come on, Moses couldn't even speak well. Moses didn't want to go out and speak before the people. God said, I'm going to send Aaron with you. But Moses, you still got to talk to Aaron, man. Because I'm giving it to you for you to give it to him. So we need to get over ourselves. When you truly deny yourself, you can take up your cross. And you can truly follow him. I want to ask the question in this place. Total denial is. We know it's not about us because the Bible told me a long time ago, Amanda, you have been crucified with Christ. And the reason why God had to bring that very verse to me, Galatians 2 20, because this old girl was whining and complaining. I was trying to say, God, why is this not happening yet? I'm doing this, God. I'm doing that. I'm doing all of this. And I got the same situation. But when the Holy Spirit began to speak, Amanda, you have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer you who live, Amanda, but it's Christ who lives in you. And the life you live now, Amanda, I want you to live by the faith of the Son of God who died for you and who loves you. And I had to meditate on that verse every day. So when y'all see that verse come out of my mouth, when you see that verse plastered up in places, it's because I come to realize I cannot do it. It is God who operates through me to do what I do. Everything that I have, it was because of obedience to God. It wasn't because of money. It was because of me being obedient and God turned hearts towards me to give me what I need to complete what God wants me to complete. That's what God does. But when you don't want to let go of you, when you try to do it your way instead, like Frank Sinatra, instead of doing it God's way. You're missing out on the plan and the purpose that God has for your life. It ain't about you looking good. It ain't about what you said. It's about what he wants to say through you. You got to lean. You got to depend on him. You cannot do this. This is what Jehoshaphat said. God, we can't do this. God, we need your help. Come on. He's already in you. He's waiting to come out of you. God said, I'm your present help in the time of trouble. When you call on me, he said, I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. But you know what gets me? It gets me to see people that are not in the word and the ones that are in the word when God is sending them to you to give you the word and you mad at them because they telling you something you don't want to hear. Humble yourself. Take what God has given you. He loved you just that much. He see that you in and out the word. He's sending people to give you what you're missing. That's the love of God. That's His grace, that's His mercy. He said, I see you. You don't get in your word. You don't spend time with me, but I love you so much. I still send people to you to let you know you off here. You off there. You got to do this to get it right. But you still don't hear me because you're stubborn. You're prideful. You're rebellious. You still want to do it your way. And that's when God say, don't pray no more. Don't say nothing else. Let Satan get a hold to them. It's in the Bible. Let Satan get a hold of them so they can come back to me. We got to realize God has already made a way. We have to really accept the way that he has made. Come on, if you're going to be for God, be for God. Don't go halfway. Don't just do things to be seen, be heard, be attached to. Look at me. I can sing. I can dance. I can preach. I can dress. Look at me. It ain't about you. When you really give it to God and turn it over to him, people will see him and they won't see you. And they'll say, I know that was God and that wasn't you. But when you're waiting on people to see you, God said, you're trying to take my glory. You don't take God's glory. We want to honor him. We want to be ready for whatever God is doing here and now. Look at this place. Look at this building. All these people in this place with power. And we're complaining. We're talking about the situation. But we're not speaking to the situation. We're whining about, I don't have enough money for this. You know, so many people always talking about what they don't have. But God got it. God already prepared somebody heart to give you what you don't have. And by you keep talking, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I ain't gonna never get, I ain't gonna never get you speaking a curse over your life. See, so you don't even know you calling up them demons. They taking your words. And they're putting you in a place that you don't supposed to be in because Jesus paid the price for that place. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I am blessed. Not only blessed, I'm blessed to be a blessing. To show them my God. I supposed to show y'all Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I'm supposed to show y'all Jehovah Nisi, my banner, my victory. I'm supposed to show y'all El Roy, a God who sees me. Come on, if I'm going to be with him, y'all should see him. If you're with him, somebody should see him on you. They should know that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. They should know that he's the good shepherd. They should know that he's the prince of peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. They should know he is Jehovah Rapha. He is your healer. How do I know? Because he's already healed me before I even need healing because he says he is my healer. Come on, somebody. We got to be prepared. You cannot wait to come up in here on Sunday to get a message. You got to be in your word every day so when the message comes, you can hear God speak. Oh, God, I hear you. God, that's what you said. Because you done prepared your heart before Sunday, before Tuesday. You're in your word every day. Not just who do we give most of our time to? That's your God. Who you spend more time with. That's your God. Don't say you don't have time to be with Him. It's 24 hours in a day. You can make time when you're staying up late with the tube. How many have cut off the television to spend three, four hours? You spend Lifetime, Hallmark, BT. Come on, somebody. Hulu. Come on. How many? It's a lot of them out there now. They put them all out there for you to take. And some of them, they give you free. We love them freebies. So we're going to get out of them freebies, everything we can get. But how many turn off the TV and say, if I can spend four hours today on, in, on the TV, looking at TV, I can spend four hours in this Word." Don't tell me you don't have time. The devil is a lie. You'll find out something if you give him the time and quit giving him leftovers. He said, I want to be before L.M.N. I want to be before B.E.T. Netflix, Hulu, Prime. Come on, they put them out there for you to get them. HBO, Cinemax. I want to be before all of that. Can you put me before all of that? See, whatever your flesh get used to, that's what your flesh going to go back to. I want to be before all of those things. I want to have that time. Why? Because I love you so much. I want to prepare you for what's yet ahead. Don't say, God, why didn't you tell me? I tried to tell you, but you wasn't listening to me. Your mind was on other things. Your mind was on other people. Your mind was so much on your he motions and she motions. You couldn't hear me through all of that. Nobody spend time with me. Nobody going through what I'm going through. You don't know what people going through. People smiling and dying on the inside. Come on. People barely walking, barely talking, but they're keeping it moving because they're trusting God. So when you're relying on him, you ain't looking at you. You're looking at him. Then we went on to that next verse. Put on the whole armor of God. See, all of this is about God, ain't about you. First he said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now he said, put on the whole armor of God. We talked about how we put on our underclothes, then we put on our clothes, right? We don't go out naked, right? We make sure we have something on. Now, some people don't. Some people go out because they lusting. Showing the chest, showing the boobs, showing the tail, showing everything. Say folk. Come on, just like you dress the turkey, dress yourself. <laughs> we take time to season the turkey. We take time to get a turkey everything that it needs, and some of us come out the house half dressed. You know why some people half dress? It's a spirit of perversion. Spirit of perversion. See me, hear me, be attached to me. I want you to see something about me. When people, oh, I got to go here. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God is going everywhere. When people try to get themselves to a certain place, they're not satisfied with them. When you see people always changing hair color, wigs, not everybody, because somebody getting offended. If you know it ain't you, you all right. Just, just get rid of fence. But when you see people changing their appearance like they're changing clothes, they're not satisfied with themselves. Their hair ain't right. So let me get a different color. The lips don't look right no more. Let me try a different lipstick. If not, I'm going to eject the lips. The boobs ain't setting like they need to set. And I done tried every bra I can. So let me see what I can do with them. The butt ain't up like it need to be up. So let me see what I can do with the butt. The legs ain't like they need to be. So let me see if I can get the right girdle to draw them in. Don't you know you got to let them back out again? Because we're not satisfied with ourselves. And you know what getting me, y'all? Men try to come at women to tell them they lose them. Don't you know people get old? Things ain't going to stay up like they used to. And men, come on, leave leave that alone. Because some of y'all look like you're ready to deliver. (laughs) They ain't going to tell a woman she need to lose weight. Women don't fall for that mess. That ain't nothing but a spirit. I'm going somewhere. We're in a battle and it's right in your home. They trying to tell you you don't look good. You got too many gray hairs. You got too many wrinkles. Have you looked in the top of your head lately? (laughs) Ain't nothing but the devil. Come on, I'm talking spiritual battle. Right in your home with the husband and with the wife. Do you know why a husband and wife ain't satisfied with each other no more? Because they are looking at something else. Oh, bless the Lord. When they look at something else, you don't look good no more. Ask your neighbor, who or what you looking at? Oh, y'all getting silent on me now. (laughs) Breakthrough is in the house. When you know who you are in him, you don't have to try to be somebody you're not. The more you have a relationship with him, you will be satisfied with you. And you won't try to please nobody else. And you won't try to look like no mannequin. So it's time for us, church, to get in alignment. It's time for us to know our identity now that we're in Christ. The more you put your mind on him, on things above and not on things of this earth, you can be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. When you take your mind off him and put it on everything else, you are trying to be like everything else. This is God is so good, y'all. When you put your focus on him and God know your heart and you are trying to do the little simple stuff, just simple stuff, not trying to do it like nobody else is doing it or not trying to look it up to do what everybody else is doing. But be still and see the salvation of the Lord. God will show you stuff in a blink of an eye. I was in my dining room and I was rearranging some things and I happened to look at my buffet and I looked and I said, wow, that's an eyesore. I said, God. How can I do this? What you want me to do about this? And all of a sudden, little by little he was showing me little stuff. I said, Well, let me see if I got that color. Lord, I don't know if I got that color. The Holy Spirit said, Look in your cabinet. Looked in the cabinet had just the right amount. So I did that little bit, but first this is what God told me, y'all. God said, I want you to empty out in here what you're not using. I want you to take out everything in here that you are not using. Now, y'all check this out. Y'all remember crystal, the the crystal stuff that was sold years ago, that fine crystal? My dad had given me some of that from my um, stepmother, and I had put that in there, but I had mixed it with some stuff that wasn't as fine as that was. You know what I'm saying? So when you look, it didn't give me the same look. So God said, take the stuff out that you're really not using and pack it up. So I told my husband, come on, I need to pack this stuff up. So as I did the first part, somebody say the first part. When you do what God asks you first, he'll give you another glimpse at what he wants you to do next. So as I emptied that out first, what am I saying today? We get into this put on the whole armor of God. You can't put on until you put off. Until you take off these things that you're holding on to. Let me, let me give you the scripture because we went over it last week. Did we not? Hello, somebody. Listen at this right here. Romans 13, 12 through 14, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the arm of light. So we got to cast off before we put on. So God told me to get rid of that stuff in there that I wasn't using. So I packed it up. When I got rid of that, y'all, this is no light. It was like a light come on. And when that light came on, God showed me the next part. Those were the plates that God said you need to put in here. And I said, well, I got to go buy more plates. The Holy Spirit said, "Uh uh-uh, they're in your cabinet. Went in the cabinet, There go everything I need to do what I needed to do the next step. I did that step. When I got through it, that step, I said, okay, God, what's next? The light come on again. So God showed me how to take that crystal. He told me how to take what I had, and y'all, he made a beautiful display. Y'all got to hear me today. I had to take off in order to put on, in order for the light to shine. What am I saying to y'all? Some of y'all still got on some darkness. You still got some stuff on that you haven't taken off because you think you need that. Some of y'all put on cool. Y'all know what cool is? You're still trying to act cool, but you're looking like a fool. <laughs> no offense. I'm just being honest. What do I mean? Let me see who can help me. Um, I'm going to get your name right, but you're in that purple shirt right there. Trey. Come up here, Mr. Trey. I want you to help me. Mr. Trey, could you show them what cool is? Show me how a man want to look cool, walk cool. Show me. Show me how a man do it. Come on now. Come on with it. Come on with it. Acting cool. Acting cool. Come on now. Come on now. Thank you, Mr. Trey. Um, Joe, come up here. Bring all your cool with you. Got a hat? Show us cool, Joe. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. Show us cool. That's just cool, right? Your wife like, she like, you can do better than that, Joe. Come on now. Come on, Joe. Nobody want to help me out up in here. Trey, help me out. Trey, help me out. Come on, show cool, show cool. Sister Niece took up for her husband, Kwesha. That's what she did, she took up for Willie. I'm I'm trying to get cool in this place. Carlton, come show me cool. Show me cool. Show me world cool. No, I'm getting somewhere. I'm, I'm talking to Carlton. Show me world cool. There you go. There you go. That's it, Carlton. That's it. That's it. That, that's just how it is. Ain't that how it is? Come back, Carlson. Come back. There you go. Come back. Come back. Come on. Walk Walk the runway. Show, show them. Walk the runway. Go on. Go on. Go on down the aisle. Now, how long do we wear cool? How long do we wear cool when you mature and you grow up, right? You don't need all that, especially if you got your wife. Anybody? Somebody mad up in here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get you right. I feel the tension. This is teaching you to let you know you got to put off because you already put on the new life. So when you put away those things that used to be your old life, you don't need to portray that old life no more. The more you get into the word, you ain't going to have to walk sideways no more. No, you don't. The more the word get in you, you don't do what you used to do no more. You don't try to, you don't have to act cool no more when you get in the car. They can't see your head. Come on. You don't have to do what you do no more because you know who you are in Christ. You have a new life in Christ. So you don't have to do what nobody else is doing. Hello, somebody. You put off the works of darkness. Because when you do that, you're saying, see me, hear me. And be attached to me. You don't need all that no more. And what I'm saying, you don't overdo it no more. You just live your life. That's all. Your new life in Christ. And whatever you're doing that ain't right, the Holy Spirit, he'll check you before you leave the house. If you want to be checked, he will check you. You don't have to look in the mirror to know you got a book in your nose. Some of you feel it. But the Holy Spirit will check you and say, check the mirror. Will he not do it? That's just how much your father love you. Or if you missed it, he'll send somebody saying, what's up? Look, look up, you know, some people are too ashamed to let you know you got one hanging. They don't know how to tell you, you got one hanging. So they let you go out there with one hanging. You. It's the truth. So he's saying this, so I had to take out of that cabinet what was no use to me, y'all, in order for God to bring in the new. God took what I had, and he made it new. Y'all got to understand, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. It's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives in you, and God wants you to show them your new life. This is why he said, and you put on a new man, which was created according to God in righteousness and holiness. So when I go out, y'all supposed to see the new me, not the old me. You supposed to see the characteristics of him when somebody want to cuss me out and I don't cuss them out. You seeing the new man. Hello, somebody. It's all about the new you. The old you was crucified. With Christ, all of us got some work to do. All of us got some things that we need to be doing. Amen? Amen. We got some things we need to be doing and we work on it as we go into the word. But if you never go into the word, you won't see the new you. You'll still act like that. old oh, you. This is why God said we need to get into the word so we'll know the new identity. He said, put on the whole armor, not just part of it. Before you put on that armor, you got to take off the works of darkness. Amen. Oh, I'm stirring up some stuff and some flesh in here today because I feel it. And I want it stirred up. That way you know where you are. You know what you need to work on. That's what the word's supposed to do. It's supposed to bring up them works of darkness. It's supposed to bring up the offense. It's supposed to bring up the stuff that you're holding on to. And people get so mad when you teach the word of God. They think, oh, they're talking about me. Am I? Did I call your name? Nothing but the devil. If God is talking to you, say, yes, Lord. I got work to do. Come on, when God show me me, hallelujah, anyhow. Lord, I thank you. I didn't see that. But when he show it to me, amen, Othea. Do you know what I'm talking about? When he show it to me, I ain't ignorant of it no more. So I don't do the same thing that I did. Y'all, I'm telling you, God will get you right. God will get you right if you want to be right. If you want to be right here, get you right. You will cast off the works of darkness. You will say, this ain't me no more. This ain't what I do no more. This is not who I am. I have a new identity. I have a new address. When you move, don't you give them a new address? Well, you moved out of darkness. God has delivered you out of darkness and he has transferred you, come on, into the kingdom of his dear son. So you're no longer in that kingdom no more. So if we're no longer in that kingdom, why are we acting like that kingdom? Some people say, because my mind ain't renewed. No, you know the truth. You know that's not acting right. Right. You know that's not godly. Do anybody know the difference between right and wrong? You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Come on. I don't know about you, but I do. I did something and y'all, it just didn't hit me right. Didn't know what it was, but it didn't hit me right. And the Holy Spirit checked me on it and I had to go back and apologize. I did to my husband. It didn't feel right. (laughs) It didn't. I had to correct that thing because the Holy Spirit got on me and it bothered me to the point. I said, honey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that. I love the Lord. I'm not perfect except in my spirit. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, he convicts me of righteousness. He let me know who I am now that I'm in him and I go get it Right. When you don't go get it right, you are stubborn, you are prideful, you are rebellion, you are just serving the works of darkness. That's what you're doing. When you know you said something that was inappropriate, you're supposed to go check yourself and you're supposed to go to that person and say, what I said was inappropriate, please forgive me of that. But the devil is telling you, no, 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 it's okay, don't do it, because he wants you to say prideful. People are going to say, you know, they're going to talk about you because, you know, you hold the position. Don't go apologize. That's the devil. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to humble yourself. He wants you to let go of you and your pride and say, I was wrong. And don't put your butt in it. I was just wrong. Don't say, but if you hadn't said this, you are accountable for you because when you stand before God, he ain't going to look at no other person but you. So don't put nobody else in it when you go to apologize. Just apologize. I was wrong. Your flesh be, do y'all flesh tremble sometime when you go say you're wrong? Your flesh just hurt. I don't know about y'all, but me, my flesh be, oh Lord. You be waiting on something. Be waiting on them to say something but you did what was right. So don't worry about if they never apologize. You doing what's right according to the Bible. Did y'all not know there was a man that died for all the sins of the whole world? He was on the cross and he didn't say a mumbling word. They were so wrong. They talked about him. They ridiculed him, but he kept his mouth shut because he knew if he opened his mouth, all of them would have been dead, but he knew he was doing the will of the father to save us, to deliver us. So he didn't say a mumbling word. He who knew no sin became sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through him. So he didn't open his mouth. Some things you don't have to say. Nothing. That's when we really get to know him. I'm hearing this in my, I'm hearing this. Do you know the older we get, the more selfish we can be? Does anybody know that? We always think it's about us. And and when when I was seeing that picture before I said it, I saw an older person with a bottle in their mouth. Give me my bottle. If you don't give it to me, I ain't shutting up. All the time. It ain't the babies that's crying loud. It's the adults. We know a baby, what they need. But when an adult is whining all the time and just can't stop whining, there's some serious issues. I know where you've been. And it ain't in here. So he said, put on. The whole armor of God. You got to put on the whole armor, but you got to take off, cast off the works of darkness. Y'all, all of us in this room, in this building, have some things on a daily basis that we got to cast off. All of us, from the pulpit to the congregation, every day is something creeping up on us. All of us have thoughts. All of us have stuff that creep up on us where we're mad, Well, we don't want to go through this no more. We have things that's in our lives that if we don't cast off, they end up building up and building up and building up and building up. And then we open doors for other things. You can't put on no armor until you cast off the works of darkness. And then he says, put on the whole armor of God so you will be able to stand against. When you stand against something, you opposing that thing, right? What we're standing against is the wiles, the deceit, the schemes, the trickery of the enemy. We stand against that. We oppose it with the word. But if you ain't in your word, how are you going to oppose anything? You may back down, but you got to have the word. Some of us back down and we don't say nothing. But what do you have to back you up when you're backing down? You have to have the word of God. You can't just say, I just ain't going to say nothing. I'm just minding my business. No, you're mad. And that gets worse. You got to have the word of God to back you up. You got to have the word. You got to look at your neighbor and say, you got to have the word, <laughs> the, word the word of God. Guess what I learned y'all. Did y'all know you always have to keep those cell phones and those tablets charged? How many? Cause if you don't, you won't be able to use them, right? This is one Bible. You can take everywhere you go and open it up that you won't have to plug it into nothing. We done got so high up and so sadiddy. We got to use This right here, I only put my scriptures up here so I can move a little bit faster. That's the only reason why I do it. But this book, when I'm in that office, it's open, it's turning, it's flipped, Why? Because that'll die out. When I had my scriptures up, somebody, God must be talking to somebody. When I had my scriptures up here, I thought, y'all know how the iPads do. If you type on one, the iMac, it'll go to your other devices, right? So I'm getting ready, and I had typed on my iMac, and I said, it's going to roll over to my iPad, y'all, right? So I have my scriptures. So guess what, y'all? Come to church. What nothing there. I said, okay, God, Holy Spirit, just bring it all back to my remembrance because it ain't there. You got to have this stuff in your heart because the Holy Spirit, he'll change in a minute. Some scriptures that you got down there that you say, I'm going to go over, the Holy Spirit to flip the script. Hey, I ain't going to use that today. Okay, we go another route. But you cannot count on electronics, they die out. They put you in a place because when you don't have that, you got to say, wait a minute. I know exactly where that is. So if this leaves the screen, I know where God is taking me because I done been there done done that. See, this is what I'm saying. If you're going to really do what God wants you to do, get it in you. Because sometimes you may not have your Bible. You got to have it in you to the place of you ain't toting it around and pig wiggly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. it's in here. Oh, Lord. Then you get on another subject because you can't find it. It have to be in your heart. Out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speak. But guess what I learned? We got a lot of foul stuff in our heart that we're speaking. Because that's what we put in there. We put more foul stuff in our hearts than we put the word of God in there. So when the word of God comes, guess what? It's like it's rejected because there's some works of darkness that it don't need to be there. So you got to come on with that word. You got to keep applying that word. You got to keep applying that word so to take deep root. So whatever is there is uprooted y'all. So we see what Paul was saying. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand against. You'll be able to oppose the wiles of the enemy. And how are you going to oppose it with the word of God? Go back to Genesis three. I'm just going back. And Genesis three, what happened when the enemy came in? The first thing that the enemy said, and I said that he could have used an elephant. He could have used a bear. He could have used a lion, but he didn't. He used a snake. He could have came in there and said, you're going to be obedient to me. He used deception. And when he used it, he said, did God really say? So you have to have the word of God and knowing what the word of God says and standing on the word and knowing that God does not change his mind no matter what somebody else says. If God said it, that's what God said. Amen. So we see that the enemy used deception. When you go into the word of God, how did he deceive David? Did not he deceive David when he was um, numbering um, the people, doing a census. He sent Joab out to count the people. David was not trusting God. He was not leaning on God. Satan came in and had David thinking, you better go and count these people. He never had to do it before. Ananias and Sapphira, what did they do? They lied to God. They lied to the Holy Ghost. So he used deception. So he said, put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against, so you can oppose the uh, the lies, the deception of the enemy. Then the next verse I'm going into is verse 12. And what does verse 12 say? Anyone? For we what? Wrestle not against. So we know that this is not a natural battle. We wrestle not against who? We wrestle not against who? We wrestle not against who? Let's stop right there. Why is it in the church we're fighting each other? Why is it in the church that we are coming against each other? This is not a fleshly battle. It's a spiritual battle. When a person is doing something to you, it's not the person. It's the person allowing that spirit to use them to do what they're doing to you. So if your husband is getting on your last nerve or that wife, you better know what's behind that husband and what's behind that wife. You better know what spirit is using them. It takes me back to, let's go with Jesus. Matthew 16, 21 through 23. Now, this is what Jesus did. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. So Jesus did not keep things from his disciples. He let his disciples know what was going to take place. This is what Peter said. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord. This should not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. So he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He knew Satan was using Peter. So he talked to who? That spirit that was using Peter to come against the works of God. How many of us know what spirit is using a person? If you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you get nine gifts of the spirit. One of those gifts is discerning of spirits. You're going to know what spirit is operating in a person, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Because the Holy Spirit is going to reveal it to you and let you know what spirit is behind what that person is saying and doing. And you speak to that spirit. Give you another example. Mark 1, 23 through 26. Jesus went and he was teaching in the synagogue. Y'all check this out. He was teaching in the synagogue. It said, now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, y'all, when you're teaching the truth, when you're preaching and proclaiming the word of God, don't you know that whatever spirit is using a person, it's going to show up in church. It's going to cry out in church. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what Jesus did? This is what the spirit said. Let us alone. (laughs) I hear that many times. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Even the demons know. Come on, when Jesus was in that room, they knew that he came to destroy the works of darkness. So they was exposing him. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet. And come out of him. How many of us say be quiet. Come out of them. I remember we was having a meeting in in here. And as I was teaching this lady had walked in. I don't know Darlene if you were in here. But the lady had walked in and she told me to shut up. Sure did. How many times she say shut up? I don't know. But I went to that lady. And I start ministering to that lady because I know it was a spirit that was in that lady. See, if I was a person that said, you you telling me to shut up. You get out of here. No, 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 no. But she needed help. So Jesus spoke to the spirit. Let me tell you what the problem is with the Christians. When somebody see a spirit on a person, fear. You may have saw fear on a person. And that fear is operating to the point that that person is doing things and being subjected to that fear. You're going to say, fear in the name of Jesus, loose them and let them go. You got to let the person know what's operating and let them know you don't have to deal with it. Do you suppose to not say nothing? Do you supposed to not speak to that spirit? No, you're supposed to speak to that spirit. You're supposed to let that person know how many go to a doctor. You go for a diagnosis. Hello, somebody. I've been hurting all night long. I don't know what it is. You're telling them what, what's going on with you, and they're going to come up with a diagnosis. So what make that any different if somebody's sitting before me, and I'm seeing their reactions, and I'm saying, you spirit of fear come out of them in the name of Jesus. You shouldn't have said that. Who are you? Do you serve the same God? This is what we supposed to do. We supposed to let the person know what's hindering you, what's holding you. That's my job. He called me to root up and tear down the strongholds off of his people. So whatever is keeping you in bondage after Jesus has set you free, it is my job to tell you what it is and let you know you don't have to be subject to that. Do you want to get rid of it or not? Oh, y'all some quiet folk up in here today. Then Acts, y'all read this all the time. Chapter 16, 16 through 18. Y'all remember old Paul? Paul. Paul and Silas went and there was a slave girl and she was operating in the, in, in the spirit of divination, which was the spirit of Python. And then she began to call Paul out. It says, now it happened as she went to prayer, a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who bought her master's much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. So I want to ask you, church. It says we are not fighting against flesh and blood. I gave you scriptures. I gave you proof. When you see somebody acting out of the norm, when you see a person doing all kind of stuff they shouldn't be doing, you know that ain't that person. So you're going to ask the Holy Spirit, what is operating in that person to keep that person the way that they are? The Holy Spirit will reveal it and immediately say, come out in the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So this is what we do. We don't fight against flesh and blood y'all. The Holy Spirit will let us know the spirit we are dealing with and we call that spirit out in Jesus name. I remember when my son was little and we used to have services at the house and my son was wound up y'all. He was wound up and my cousin came to that service. It was funny. He took my son and he brought him up to the person that was preaching. He said, hey, can you pray for him? Is something not right? Something not right. I looked at him. I said, you trying to say my son got a demon? (laughs) So at the end of that service, I went into prayer. I said, Lord, what's wrong with my son? What's going on with my son? The Lord said, them Flintstones, them Flintstone vitamins. Quit giving him them Flintstone vitamins. Two, three, four at a time. I quit the Flintstones and he calmed down. See, everything in the demon. That's why you got to hear the Holy Spirit when he's speaking. How can we, church, say we know him, but we're not doing what he has done? How can we say we know him when we're not doing what he has done? I remember the second church, I had a young lady that went across the floor like a snake. Had one young lady's leg was bent all the way back, getting delivered. And the only thing she can say was, help me. Help me. This is true. This stuff is for real. But you got to be in a place with God to be able to cast out a demon. You got to be in a place with God to know what's attacking your loved one and deal with it. And if you're not in that place, I advise you don't be getting in nobody's face because you're going to be just like the seven sons of Sceva. Running naked and bruised. That's why you have to be in a place. If something is not right in your house, ask the Holy Spirit. What's up in here? Something's not right up in here. Because you know how your atmosphere supposed to be. And you go in warfare in that home. I remember when we, I'll put it like this. I was up one night and I saw this black mist go across the floor in our home. I said, oh, devil, you getting up out of here. Cause my son had company that stayed that night and the Lord let me know darkness came in your house. Now get it out your house. So, okay. I ain't tell my husband nothing. My husband came back and he told me, he said, I got it out of there. He saw it. When you in the spirit on the Lord's day, you ain't going to miss nothing. But when you get settled in darkness, darkness, and that's what you get used to. You don't see it. But somebody who's in the spirit and they come to your house, they feel the depression. They'll feel the oppression. And they'll let you know this ain't right up here in this house. But you live with it so long it's normal to you. That's why you got to walk in the spirit and don't entertain the flesh. People know strife in the home. What strife is, there's every evil work. You can go in a home and you can tell this home ain't right. Something's done right. And the Lord will show you what's not right. Y'all, we're in a spiritual battle. And we got to deal with these things, not letting these things deal with us. Quit getting mad at people because they're staring up something that you're dealing with. Just say, I got to get rid of it. I don't want to be like this anymore. Y'all, I haven't even got to the other part. We're fighting, we're wrestling, not against flesh and blood. And I'm going to stop there because I'm going to go to the rest next week if it's the Lord's will. This stuff that you're getting is for real. Take it. Some of us have swept stuff under the rug and we don't want to deal with it. When pressure comes, we move out of the way of pressure. We don't want to deal with those things that's pressuring us, but I'm going to tell you something. When you're strong in the Lord and the power of his might, guess what? You rise up in those things. You begin to rise up. You begin to have more strength in your body, and you say, I can do all things through Christ who is strengthening me. You begin to call those things that be not as though they were because God is the one that's empowering you to get you through that battle. Quit quoting scriptures when you're not going to deal with what you're dealing with. If you're going to quote them, be ready to deal with he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide up under the shadows of the almighty. I will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge. He is my fortress and God, I shall trust And something hit the floor. You running that don't add up all that quoting of scripture and you're running. Don't add up. If you're going to quote it, know what it means. You got to have confidence and trust in God first before you get the rest. It's already yours. But God said, you got to trust me. You got to trust me in this battle, not in yourself. The battle has already been won. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The only thing you got to do is praise me through it. Sometimes God say, your praise is your breakthrough. Just praise me through it. That's all I want you to do is praise me through it. Though it look this way or that way, just lift up the high praise. That's all he tell you to do. Praise me. Praise me. Praise me. Give me glory. Give me honor and praise. You don't forget those past victories. I don't forget my past victories. I go outside at night and I look up and I say, Lord, I thank you for what you did. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, God. If it wasn't for you, God, it would not have gotten done. Come on, I remember those wins when I didn't have enough money to do this. I remember those wins when I had things going on in my body. I remember, and I give God glory for the past victories. Some of us don't even get up and raise your hand to say, thank you, Jesus. We just get up and go. And don't say, thank you, God, for what you have done. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this day. Thank you for giving me the strength to get up. Thank you that I can wave my hands. God, thank you that I can thank you. God, I thank you. And the more you begin to thank him, you can just feel the presence of God just surrounding you. You can feel the peace of God coming in. And you ain't worrying about the bills. You ain't worrying about this, that, or the other. The peace of God just gives you so much peace that you know it's all ready done. You can't even get mad at nobody. Because you know what God has done because God is preparing you. Athea, I need the song. And we're going to close on the song. Amen. To God be the glory.
0: Harley. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you.